When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This week, the British Science Festival is taking place in Newcastle. Newcastle, like much of the modern world, has a rapidly ageing population, and this presents some real challenges for the city. Peter Gore, Professor of Practice for Ageing and Vitality at Newcastle University, has been involved in an exciting new project which uses real people in a simulation to study how we might overcome some of these problems. I'm Priya Crosby, and I caught up with Peter to ask him to explain how this approach could change how we cope with ageing. So what's behind this simulation is that although we could all age reasonably similarly, actually there are huge disparities in how well people age, and we measure that by when they get an onset of limiting long-term conditions. So we're not looking at life expectancy, there's variation in that too, but we're looking at how the best age and how the worst age. And some of that is socio-economic, lots of social science behind this, but it's also biomechanical, so the things that we do, the choices that we make. It's not just our environment, it's not just genetics, and therefore this is about exploring how we can influence the choices that people make so they age better. And how large is this gap in healthy life expectancy between people in Newcastle? Well, actually, the worst is more than 11 years, but in terms of the simulation, we're looking at two areas where the difference is about 11 years. For a 55-year-old, so if you're 55 in the best area, you will live to be nearly 75 before you get a limiting long-term condition. If you're in the worst area, that'll be 63. There's an absolutely huge gap. So can you describe what your approach is to trying to find ways to reduce the size of this gap in healthy life expectancy? So we largely know what causes people to age differently, better or well. The issue is not what do people need to do, but how do you influence people so that they can do those things. It's not just about people making choices, it's also about the choices that they're enabled to make. So if you don't have access to a GP, you can't get good advice from a GP, even if it was theoretically available. So this is about presenting a community with the evidence around a variety of interventions that we know can impact this gap and looking at how two different teams approach that problem and see what we learn about how people respond to the suggestions that people make. So we have a very open discussion. People come as themselves, so they bring their experience, but they're not representing a particular organisation. They're just here to learn and explore and see how people respond. And we can then model what they propose, and then we put that into a model and look to see which team was able to have the most impact on that 11-year gap. What exactly was your inspiration for this simulation? What triggered you to use this kind of approach to look at what is effectively a policy matter? Well, it is partly policy, but it's also how we react to that policy, specifically around ageing. The first question is, can we change public behaviour and move people more towards prevention? The second thing really was, 
do we have the evidence? So we tried to pick something specific, which was 55-year-olds, because we have the stats, and we felt that they were near enough retirement to care what it looked like and far enough away to still be able to change and influence what their retirement might be like. And then it was, well, how do we understand how people would deploy evidence in a community? And that's where the simulation methodology was drawn in. And can you, for those of us who aren't familiar with exactly how the simulation works, just describe exactly what's going to happen at the end of this month? We will brief two teams and audience from lay people to experts on what are the main diseases, things like COPD, heart disease, mental health, type 2 diabetes, that impact this 11-year difference for 55-year-olds. We will then explain to them what the risk factors are that will cause people to get COPD or whatever, things like smoking and so on. And then we will introduce them to a whole range of interventions in four main groups, from environment through to a personal things that people can do and teams will pick and decide the interventions that they want to have a go with but they will have all of that evidence presented to them they then go away into their own rooms where everybody else can watch what they're doing but they can't see what anybody else is doing but sort of big brother if you like they can explore what they think would be the best strategy and of course they're competing and it does once people get into it it does get quite personal in terms of you know we want to win here and that's important because it creates a certain tension and then at various stages during the sort of day and a half-ish they will then come and say well this is our strategy they can then ask for views we've got audience who can vote and give their view on how they would respond to something like that and then they go off and refine their strategy have another move and eventually they make a total of four moves and we model what happens as a result of what they say they're going to do so that we have some idea how much impact they're going to have on that gap. And at the end of the day, we say, Team A, achieve this, Team B, achieve this, and we explore why and what we learned out of that. When you say a move, what exactly can people do within a move in the game? So they pick some interventions and they say, so what we're going to do is we're putting our money into smoking cessation or we're going to subsidise people to go to the local gym or we're going to improve that green space so people use it more and therefore they're more physically active, or cookery courses, or a variety of different interventions. And people have to look at that, weigh that up, and then they say, OK, these are the things that we're going to put our money into. And obviously, if you've got one that's very expensive but doesn't produce much in terms of health outcomes then you're going to consume a lot of money, so you're going to have to find that from somewhere else. So it's also about making really difficult decisions about what am I not going to do. So I'd love to do them all, but I can't do them all because I'm only allowed two of each. And also I've got to do it in terms of balancing an expensive one against an inexpensive one. Some things actually cost you money to do because the health benefit is less than the cost. And what are you hoping to get out of this simulation from this game? What are you hoping to see? I guess in the long run, the hope is that people will learn things that they can deploy in their communities, that other people will then pick up that game, and we will actually change the way we do things. We will do some things differently because of what we've learned in the game, and we'll see people ageing better as a result of it. And... Are you hoping that this will go on and be used across the country? Are you hoping that other cities and communities will take up this concept? 
Yes, absolutely. So we're in touch. In fact, we've got somebody from Public Health England coming to look um, with a view then to potentially using it as a mechanism for exploring local ideas. Remember, this is about... It's different in Newcastle to Nottingham to Sheffield to an area of London or whatever because the disparity is very localised. It's often down to a particular ward of maybe ten or 12,000 people. It's not an average problem. Um, we solve this by finding specific issues and addressing those in specific localities. That was Professor Peter Gore with me, Priya Crosby, at the British Science Festival 2013. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.